Well, everyone, we are live once again with another episode of the Iron Man podcast, episode 48. We're going to be talking about League, Yu-Gi-Oh!, Pokemon, just for a little bit. And then we'll be heading out of here to play League and not try and rip all the hair out of our heads carrying some fucking losers. Oh, God, man. Crazy. How was your day, man? Holy shit. Yeah, really did feel that way. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I was going over that Fnatic Excel series we were doing yeah. yesterday. It's so crazy how the West doesn't value certain picks. You know, they get nerfed a little bit, yeah. but like the East teams will still think these champions are very, very good. Play them into the Western teams and completely shit stomp them with them. And you're like, no, this champion was never really as bad as you're making out to be. It's just a few little nerfs here and there. I can understand if a champion's damage gets slashed in half. That's that's a pretty big nerf right there. But we're talking like champions getting nerfed a little bit, if we're being honest here. People just overreacting to like nerfs. It's like, bro, you know? Jinx is so useful if you're talking about just for the LCS, remember? Because given how like the LCS is as a region, having late game insurance policy champions like Jinx and Aphelios you know, I think should be pretty high priority, actually. That's for me, you know? I wouldn't really be... I know that you've seen certain ADCs pick Draven here, but, you know, the only person that's really picked Draven here is, like, Berserker, I think, right? You know? I I, And I get Berserker might be a great Draven player, but it's like, I'd rather have us have an insurance policy of a late-game ADC, you know what I mean? Like, even if you want to flex, like, Trist in the bot lane to have that, I would have that angle, too, you know? That's like just I don't know. It feels like the LCS is so wacky as a region now, given how all the shits happened last year. At least, at least like last year, it was starting to be this way. But at least there was some defineness to it. Like oh, like Hunter Thieves is still strong. You know, you also have Team Liquid as a super team, even though they don't really look as good as a super team. You have like Cloud Nine, who have had their year of struggles, but kind of managed to get it together when it really mattered in summer. And then you had EG, who were good, then ended up falling apart the most part toward the very end, but still managed to make Worlds, right? So, you know, ugh, it's crazy how all this has really panned out now, you know? And Fnatic is your fourth seat. And people said, oh, there's only four teams remaining for the season finals. It's like LECs. The season finals is just not hitting with people. So I don't know. How they're gonna revamp this format? I don't think you need to throw the whole format out. Like people have been kind of, I think it's, over. it's too long. Plus, yeah. it, it yeah. ruins the team that were good at the t- moment that they should have been good. Yeah, like, I was thinking about this earlier today. What they should do is have it how summer was last year, and have the teams who finish qualifying for top four through the summer split. Right then, just whoever wins, whoever gets in the finals, is first and second seed, and then who was ever. Whoever won, I see whoever lost in like the fourth place match and third place match ended up being like your, you know, top uh, four seeds actually. Cause like the summer split should just decide who's your top four teams for worlds at that current moment in time. You know what I mean? So if G2 won the finals, then XL should be there, right? Cause they finished in the finals of spring. That way it would give you like an incentive to play better in spring because this guy, hey, we make the finals, we can obviously, you know, Make it to worlds. Then whoever got like top four in this split, it would have been Heretics and Fnatic. They'd be in right yeah. now. You know, yeah. I don't think you need a season finals when 
the season finals should be summer split. That should be your finals right there. You well, know? You know what I mean? Like summer split should be the end all be all. Like if you win the other two splits, cool. You get some extra trophies for your organization. That's that's what that should be treated as. And spring matters a little bit more now because you can go to MSI now as a, as a second seed, right? So spring already is meaning a bit more now than compared to how people used to view it, right? Or else some people used to do it like spring matters for championship points and summer matters for qualifying for worlds. That's that's one way of looking at it, but I, I like the way they changed it this year. It's like, you no, know, spring having a second team added for MSI, and that's good, actually. Like, winter should basically just be kind of like a, I won't say preseason kind of thing, but. No, that's preseason. There's something on the line, which is just a trophy. Like, winter should be that. The only thing on the line is just you could potentially win your first trophy as an org. That's it. You know, it's all, it's all it needs, really needs to be. Spring, MSI, two, two seeds, and you get a trophy. And summer should be the top four teams. And wh- however you ended out the season, that's your uh, finish for the season. You know what I mean, there's no reason to have a season finals. I just think that's just so overkill. I-, I totally didn't even realize that when we were talking about the LEC format earlier this year when they first announced it. And I was like, bruh, there's more to play after summer? Because it feels like it's just dragging on now when it's just yeah. over. You know, that's the feeling I'm getting. It sometimes I don't like watching more league because usually toward the very end of these kind of usually toward the very end of the year for the regular season before going to worlds, usually have it all like all front loaded for like the last two weeks of just regional qualifiers. Cause yeah. you know, LCK fitness their regional qualifiers pretty fast, actually. Yeah, it's just Hongwa, KT. All right, KT's in. Who else did you have? Uh, DK, DRX, that was yep. over. And one more. They finished their whole regional qualifiers in three days. Like, bruh, why is LEC stretching this shit out? Also, that's probably the why it just, just the season finals format probably is waning on people a little bit now because it just feels stretched out, you know? Yep. They just condensed it down to like maybe. FL don't make it because they. Yeah. Like LEC want to take all these goddamn breaks. Plus, the like, region. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Plus, people don't even give a shit about the region like they they used to. The season you got too many damn splits. Mm-hmm. You only played nine games, and then you played more games in the playoffs than the regular season half the time. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. to me. I I think the best. I, I I like the LCK LPL, where it's, where they just. I, I think LCK has the best format for like. Like mm-hmm. that, that could work for the LEC and the LCS. Yeah, but LEC had this format last year. Actually, they, they just revamped it this year. You know, and I'm all for changing it up every once in a while. You know, change it up, see how it works. I wouldn't throw away everything in the format. There's just a bunch of extra shit that doesn't matter, like championship points and the season finals. You know what I mean? And there should never be a system where a team that has not won a single best of series should even have a chance of making a season finals, you know? But give or take how the the LEC year has gone, a lot of unexpected things ended up happening that made it so like teams that no one really thought would do well, they ended up doing better. Like no one thought BDS would make a fucking finals this year. You know what I mean? Yeah, like BDS went from what back to back tenth place last year to making a finals and going to worlds this year. Like in theory, BDS like overperformed. If we're being completely honest here, yeah, you know, like some of these orgs like SK and BDS, no, they overperformed 
to expectations, you know? SK Gaming for sure, for sure overperformed. The fact that they even had a chance to make Worlds is absolutely insane, you know? Um, What else is there? What else is there? Fuck. Astralis. Remember Astralis had that spring split oh. where it looked like they were actually somewhat decent, but imagine that. Imagine... Uh, Given how weak the LEC is right now, and Astralis still can't make it to a top four, bruh, you have your one shot at doing something in a split ever in your org's history in the LEC. Even in a split, the team finally somewhat got it together, kinda. They still can't make top four. You know, XL kind of bombs out first two splits. All right, but now in summer they got it together. They made finals. I think that should kind of grant them getting to at least Worlds, right? Just in the summer split, you know? At least as a, as a second seed. But people are going to use the angle of, yeah, they had two chances to make Worlds. And, and yeah, it's not a that's, – that's fine. You know, that's not a bad observation. They had two chances to win. I think they underperformed against Mad Lions massively. And I think that they had a winning shot at beating Fnatic yesterday, honestly, you know? But given how the system – should play out. I mean, given how summer played out, they should have a spot in Worlds. Like last year, if they had played like this last year, they'd be in Worlds. You know, if you're the same summer split as you have right now from last year, they'd be in Worlds right now. They'd be a second seed, honestly. But I was asking you this: Have you been watching the uh, League of Legends World Championship Twitch channel on replay? Um, nah, nah, I haven't been watching it yet. Oh, if you need something to watch for hours on NT Sleep, you can. Did you watch? Um, I, don't know, I don't know if you're following it, but they have a channel where they, they just replay Worlds 27 yeah. until the new World Championship uh, starts. I don't think they're playing anything yet, unless. No, they're right. It's, it's like right now, honestly. I've, I've, oh, yeah. Yep. I don't know if you're following it at all or anything. But... Yeah, I'm following it. Like, I, like, I get to pay no attention after that. I'm like, okay. Oh, God. Uh, uh, what does what, what Cutie Cinderella be doing? Oh, she's playing played play up. up. She needs to be showing her booty hole or something. That's what she needs to be doing. You don't want that. 900 and 309k followers. Fuck. Jeez. Uh, but yeah, man, I don't know how, how you feel about that stuff. I don't know, honestly. Because people always want Riot to try out new stuff. Yeah. And then when they do, they're like, oh, it's, but you no, you don't have to throw away everything. You can just revamp certain parts of it. You know, it's the same thing with uh, the, the Department of American Justice. The people were talking about that GOP debate. It's like not every part of it is bad. You just need to just change, keep what works and just throw out what doesn't work. You know, not to boss the whole thing, you know, because what if you end up coming up with a system that's even worse than before? It's just, you know. All right. But in terms of uh, what else happened? Uh, what else is here? Oh, for Yu-Gi-Oh! As you guys know. We had legendary duel of Sorbonne Volcano ended up dropping the yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh 2023 Megatons. Full spoiler list should be out at least soon. soon, at least by tomorrow or Wednesday or Tuesday or Wednesday at least should have it, right? Yep. And Obsidian Flames prices have completely tanked. Yeah. All right. So for Pokemon, how are you feeling right now? Um, I just top four my recent 
uh, League Cup. That's me. I felt good about that with the same deck I've been playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, like literally, as soon as I got top, I was I was ready to leave. I was so fucking tired. I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, Wait, you know what? Tired of the format or some shit like that? No, I was just I was tired of that day. I was just tired because of just some shit that went on earlier. I was like, I was like, okay, next. I was like, but I already, it was like, cause I misplayed. But I was like, dude, even if you even got the penalty, even if I got penalized, I still would beat you because you had no setup. By the time you did, I would have bossed you. It was, it was, it was one of those things where even in the situation, you guys still would have lost. That's mm-hmm. why I'm, I'm going to get, I'm going to their locals, or. Like I go like that's why that weekend I said where I, I'll be busy for like two weeks straight. Like I got work and then I go straight into New York Saturday right. and then back to back weeks. Yeah, I'm, whew, I'm gonna be hitting the gym more often coming up. Be pretty um, busy. Yeah, Saturday get up, come back, go to sleep. Sunday go mm-hmm. right back to New York. Literally, it's just New York. It's it's the first week is Saturday New York, Sunday Norwalk. And then, then it's sat. And then the week after, it's New York, New York. It's, it's like you got yeah. so much shit. God damn. <laughs> and then someone asked me, "Why am I doing that?" Because like I just want to, like I want to get as much done before if if they like this whole bullshit where Joe, Joe the whole thing about Joe Biden says if this COVID comes back, I'm like, I need to check. Oh, you right. That's mm-hmm. like I'm trying to get as much Pokemon in before this shit happens. Cause I'm I'm not like last time. That's what happened to me last time. If I would have started Pokemon like at the time I would have started, like when Comic Eclipse first came out, like in 2019, I waited until Sword and Shield came out, and that fucked me up because Sword and Shield came out the same week COVID got announced. Mm-hmm. Same fucking week. Yeah, so that that would have been my reintroduction back into Pokemon. Cause like I never, cause I never got my ID. From when poke because I had my ID under where the the coast and shit mm-hmm. and all that yeah oh no it's just um when you're looking at at how all this is gonna play out potentially yeah. they know they've been living under a rock some places might end up you know enacting old COVID policies oh so freaking stupid. I just, oh my goodness! So that's why you're like, hey, I'm, I'm gonna play enough IRL right now to cover my ass. <laughs> well, plus the plus the fucking game bugged out. I I fucking hate playing PTCG live when it's bugged out. Mm. Did they end up fixing it? They fixed some bugs, but there's some other bugs that just like ah, fuck this. Uh. <laughs> I know everyone's, I know like everyone's hyped for the mega tens and stuff like that, but people said, I don't know. I feel like Konami. You need to change in products. No, the whole year is Telegraph for Yu-Gi-Oh. You know every product coming out. It's not no. The issue is oh, matter of fact, talking about that, there was a video, um, Ruxin had out because mm-hmm. a bunch of people did reactions to it. Ruxin, Ruxin, I, oh, I've watched that guy before. Hey, he's he's I, I think. You cool. Let's see. Ruxin. What video did he have? It was a video about why Konami um 
why the it was I forgot what it was exactly. Oh, Yu-Gi-Oh has a big problem. You get a big problem. Yeah, no, All we right. can react to it. We can, we, we can mm-hmm. just watch. Now let's go to right now. I was watching it. I was like, fuck, this shit is actually. It sounds like uh, it sounds like a Cali effect video, but you know. It's better, in my opinion. It's better. <laughs> no, because he actually gives you numbers. Like Cali's is more like Yu-Gi-Oh! is a bad from like the game state point of view. You know what I mean? No, this is not from yeah, game state. Yeah, his, not, from the game state point of view is like interactions are bad because this one card ruins everything. It's like, man, that's been Yu-Gi-Oh! for the last off ten some years, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, bro, that, that is not a new thing. If anyone thinks that's a new car a new concept in Yu-Gi-Oh!, you are a crackhead. Mm. What are you yeah. eating? Holy shit. We need dope. Jesus Christ. All right. Uh, Paramount Plus subscription. Nobody wants that shit. All right, Ruxin. I got it. has a big problem. I ain't gonna lie. Paramount's good, but like, mm-hmm. like I might leave after next year. Yeah. I mean, I don't think this, it's not bad. It's just there's nothing that'll truly keep you subscribed. I mean, Showtime now. Except the sports. They have live sports. Live sports, live news is Showtime now because Showtime, like, they finally merged with them like they should have. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and BET, but I don't watch BET anyway. <laughs> they just, like how they have Nickelodeon Showtime and it's BET. <laughs> now, no. before we go with this video, guys, okay, so. Most I mean, most average stores you would think carry Yu-Gi-Oh, Pokemon, and Magic Gathering, right? Magic does the best, and Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh, it's like like it's like a toss-up between no the kind no, of player base you have, right? No, I thought it was. It is the complete it, opposite. It used to be a toss-up. Hmm. All right. So let's see if you can if you can provide any numbers. Just, I want to know more about something. It just gets ever changed. You know. Yeah. Let's go. Oh my lord. Yeah, yeah, you gotta, you gotta put the volume on. Oh, I, I, I mute the site. <laughs> All right, let's start. Problem. And no, I'm not, this isn't like just clickbait, because obviously, you know, there's a little bit of going on with the thumbnail and everything, but I think this is pretty serious. What is this major problem, you ask? I got my glasses on today because this is a studious type of video. There's gonna be some numbers in here. There's going to be some thinking in here. It's not just opening and getting hyped. So I had to put the glasses on. Are people quitting the game? Are collectors tired of collecting high rarity cards and putting together binders? Maybe people have finally gotten tired of opening packs. No, it's none of those things. The problem is Konami is printing too many Yu-Gi-Oh cards. How is that possible? You can never have too many Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Yeah, you can. Konami has always put out a ton of new sets, but I think we're actually reaching a tipping point. I started thinking about this problem after the release of the most recent set, Legendary Duelist Soul Burning Volcano. I, as a Yu-Gi-Oh content creator, barely realized when this set was releasing. It snuck up on me like the end of a streaming service free trial. Bam, you owe 20 bucks and you didn't even finish that show you were watching. Crap. I went on about opening this set just like I do any new release, posting three videos, and I was going to do the usual live stream opening like I normally do, looking for that rarest card. But I immediately noticed a significant disinterest in the set. No one was watching the first opening I posted, which are usually some of the best on the channel. Secondly, a lot of the comments talking about the set were either negative or disinterested. Well, I mean, from a guy of his number, I mean, any average viewer getting 16,000 views on a video will be fine for the most part. People get on YouTube... 
unless you're in a subscriber bracket like he is, most videos do not hit a thousand views. Whatever. No, video but the issue, but the issue is his older videos were hitting more and more. That's what it was. Yeah. Because box openings, like even with me with pack openings, they like my Pokemon pack openings used to get whatever my channel sub was. It was times it was times ten because. The smaller the smaller you are, if you do a pack opening, even even if you don't, even if the thumbnail is shit, it's it was pack opening. I think this started with it was right after it was right after Silver Tempest because Silver Tempest was it. It was like what people, you're talking about is something like um. Uh, I'm pretty sure you went through this. You ever worked retail? Yeah. You work fast food, so yeah. You know, like at certain points, there's like seasons. Yeah, like you're more you're more busier than others. Yeah, you get YouTube has that same thing. It's just very hard to track at certain moments too. So you, you know, like you go through any fandom, like let's use Pokemon yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh, right? You know, there's certain points <laughs> of the year it's more hyped based off what's around the yeah. actual community, and then there's periods where it's down based on the fact that there's nothing going on. You know, yeah. what I've noticed is Pokemon doesn't really go through that a whole lot as like Yu-Gi-Oh does. When Yu-Gi-Oh like flatlines when there's nothing hyped about it, it completely just tanks for the most part. You know, there has to be something truly big about Yu-Gi-Oh and a lot of other like fandoms that we're we like, like Power Rangers and all that shit, where it really starts peaking up. You know. Also, people are gonna factor in if Konami keeps releasing not interesting sets because I love guys, I love something great to death, but <laughs> just. Being honest here, they could have just threw that support in a main core booster set. Like Summer Grade didn't really need a duelist pack per se. Yeah, I you know? think it I think it worked best, but I think Konami missed up one bit. They should have just re- re- have Gazelle go to three. Cause Gazelle still at one oh, doesn't, mm-hmm, doesn't make yep. Summer Grade any better. Oh, you gave it more support to make it consistent. It still ended on the, the bureau token. Mm-hmm. I, I was playing a lot of was it dueling Nexus earlier. Mm-hmm. This Sergeant Grey, he comboed, right? I, I'm just sitting there waiting for him to get to a certain point. <laughs> they build his ass. Mm-hmm. I gave myself a monster. I was playing Scarecrow. Mm-hmm. This is the problem Literally. with Konami. Like I mentioned, uh, I, I, I did that Yu-Gi-Oh! shareholder video where yeah. I highlighted all the problems with the game, and it's going to come out soon, guys. One tidbit that's going to relate to that video compared to this one, same thing, which is Konami's lack of actual marketing, Okay. They're going to release to you a fucking legendary duel set, which Salmon Grade is going to be by far and away the most interesting archetype for people to want to play that if you want any, anything like decent to do a tournament, right? Then you look at the fucking list, and the list has their best card, literally one of the best cards in the strategy, at one. So how can you get people excited for that when the best card is still at one? Also, I don't know people mentioned this earlier in like Facebook groups. Gazelle can go to two, and it wouldn't change jack shit. Yeah, because we see... At least they, try it at two. You don't got to go to because, three if you think it's going to be that broken. It, try it at and two. And and the issue is Konami can't use this excuse anymore because they put a gauge at two and look where the fuck Sky Shark is at. Mm-hmm. Nowhere. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, Sol- Sol- I, I can understand with Solomon Grave because Gazelle can't get hit by the Bestials. But it, it gets hit by the fucking rock. Like, dude, they <laughs> got no negate. By the time they get to negate, the rocks are on the fucking field just smoking yeah. a smoking a blunt. Like <laughs> the, the decks, the deck got better, but it's not still not good. Well, Invader, it's, like, it's more like if you want to get people interested about an archetype like Salomon Great, because they the reason why Salomon Great is the main flagship of that said said they know that's gonna be one of the the archetypes in there that a lot of people yeah, are gonna want because the from. other because the other two sets, the other two 
Depth where yeah. vol- archetypes were volcanic and battling block boxes. It's like, who the fuck? I mean, besides Pain 96 for a volcanic, ain't nobody. That's one of those things where do you think they were looking at that guy and going, like, man, there must be some interest. He might be getting a lot of likes on his tweets, so there might be some interest in volcanics here. It's like, Konami, please let that that better have never been a thing. It could have whole- it, it been, but at the same time, it like the whole thing with the fire is like. Solomon Gray still has support that was over in OCG. Don't forget, there was a lot of cards that Solomon Gray did not get that they could have yeah, got we earlier. Yeah, just Deco Talker Heat Soul last year. Heat Soul was supposed to – a lot of those Link monsters that came out in uh, Ghost of the Past 2 mm-hmm. could have been in dual overload if they decided to. They decided, that, oh, that's too much of Link monsters. No, you get you could have took out three of those shitty Link monsters – it put in Boral Edge Dragon. Uh, he saw another Link Monster. And mm-hmm. I tell you right now, Dual Overload would have been the best set of that year if it wasn't for COVID. That set was cracked because it was like that set was epic cracked. Oh. Yeah. And this is also a thing. Well, that's what I've, I've always said this with those kind of sets. Those sets are like a niche in and of a, in and of a niche. And if they don't have like, popular characters attached to them like axel and we really care about that dude too much fucking uh soul burner's character if i'm playing the name right now it's, it's late right now the soul burner uh character by the place salmon great he's not like that popular and and the other guy with ballon boxers it was the black guy who played ballon boxers in yeah. like these aren't popular characters like i told people this earlier initially when it came to legendary dual when i got announced back when you guys saw my other channel if they they can't just keep once they blow through you do monsters most popular characters this is going to happen to them. No, notice when they started doing things after Rage of Raw, the interest just stopped being there. Because there's the public characters, they used them all. They used Merrick, they used Yugi, they used Joey, they used Kaiba, they used Mai, they used Pegasus. And, yeah. in, the, and in those, remember, they also used Bakura, they also used, yeah. they used all the popular DM characters. Yeah, that was the same too. The only one that they had, plus they used Weevil. They used Weevil. They used, mm-hmm. yeah, you're right, the, you're right. The they only did. one that they did use Mako. And originally, that set with Mako was supposed to be another character, and they realized, oh, DM is the one. This that won't sells. sell unless, yeah. Oh, and just recently, you saw that with Legendary Duelist, uh, Duelist in the Deep. They went back to Mako. Yeah. And then they screwed that set over because you only have like a few decent things out of it. Like they realized, uh, if I don't. Oh no, 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 no. That set was good at first, but they, they yeah, yeah. The issue is, is oh no, I, I didn't screw it over in terms of like there was nothing other Luke like attractive for it. Yeah, also, forbidden like, droplet and marine says that search card they got. Yep, and the yeah. issue was no, and the and the card for uh, no, all three archetypes were great. The shark archetype, the um, yeah, sharks, archetype, tops. yeah, all, yeah. Marine all says competitive. Those, yeah, all three of those archetypes hit. The issue is is when the main the main because at one point forbidden droplet was higher than the ghost ring, and then forbidden True. and then don't forget forbidden droplet got reprinted. A couple of weeks later, a couple of months later, right? Mm-hmm. And the mega tens took the value because, like, why would I want to get an ultra when I can just get a, uh, a secret? Not a secret. Yeah. Oh no, sorry, no, so, yeah. Oh no, not the mega tens. They got reprinted in. No, no, you're right. It, it did. No, it was. It went secret, secret, ultimate, prismatic secret. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah you were right. Yeah, because yeah, they got reprinted a shit ton of times. They got reprinted go- literally. I told people that the Forbidden Droplet reprint and I said it's so worthless because they literally announced that it was getting a prismatic secret reprint two months later. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, because it was 
Yeah, because it, 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 it had it had its original secret. Then it yep. got a secret reprint in Bros of Legend. Then you know Ultimate, how crazy then that shit is. Mm-hmm. That fucking card. I remember when I originally got in. I got a, it was a lot. That card was a such lot. a game changer when it first came out. What I remember I got, it, I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it for like almost hundred dollars. But I used the fuck out of it. I used it. Mm-hmm. I think I used it for a year and a half straight. That's why I didn't feel bad when it dropped. I and the thing is too is like because mm-hmm. it was it was Rise of the Duels, Brothers of Legends, Legendary Duels of the Deep. It got reprinted three times in less than nine months. Mm-hmm. Fucking killed the value. And it's like. Like, like, if you like, and the crazy part about the legendary duels, what is the, of course, the cheapest, but not by much. Even the run of the duels was is thirteen dollars. Yeah, Invader. This is also an inherent problem. Like, I like these sets coming out. These sets add, add a different type of flavor to the game, which is fine. But like I mentioned before, with like legendary duel sets and like secret slayers ish level sets, they need something new to them. There has to be something inherently different about them than main core booster sets. Because main core booster sets are their main attraction. They make their most money yeah. through that and Megatons. But these other kind of sets like these, they need to change it up. Whether it's different rarities, whether it's different stuff you're adding to them, they need to change. They just do. You know? Like, who was excited for legendary duelist sets anymore? Those haven't been hyped since, like, Magical Hero. Yep, and, and that was the last good one. That was the last better pack. Yeah, because you have Rage of Raw coming out. That might be top 10 worst set ever created in this planet. And, and that Baron and the next one is just carried by Baron to Fleur. It, it's, it's literally Faker last year. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> is. And after that, the other one is just carried by fucking Forbidden Droplet and then Marine says search card. Because the Lyrilis cards were good, but they relatively got cheap relatively remember, fast. Remember got hit? Lyrilis got hit at that time. Remember? I think one, one, one of the Lyrilis no, that SPC's yeah, got hit, remember? I think. No, not yet. It got hit after. It got hit after. Right, yeah. Because so I remember it. Based around yeah. these sets anymore. They've... Like the, these are basically just glorified duelist packs, but you can also this is another problem that I don't mention. These legendary duelist cards, most of them are most of them are, are pretty like meh. Outside of like a few exceptions, like the one the Marine says search card, uh Magician Souls, you know, yeah. uh the blue eyes card. Like most of the stuff in these sets the are two like, hero cards that were running. The two like, hero cards, yeah, like Outside of like maybe ten cards, it, it those two, are pretty bad. You know? Those two, those two cards carry that set because that motherfucker was one originally was sixty dollars and it went to seventy five to what one one fifty. Malicious mm-hmm. Bane was two hundred dollars, but apparently like Rage of Raw, Egyptian God Slime, and the Ghost Red Raw. Like what else are you looking for in that set? Yep, that was, that was support. You know what I mean? No, nope, that's what that legendary duelist needs to improve. Like outside of arguably. Maybe ten cards you can count on on, on your fingers. There's the, the support is just honestly not that good. I would I would honestly. say ten I would say ten cards from 2020 because the original set has some bangers. They have some. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. This it it was you, you said it was about after Magical Hero. They basically you just can, came one card or shit. You can literally count on one hand how many good cards. Uh, literally on one hand after Magical Hero. Even from Hero. like uh Sisters of the Rose, that was a banger. That's that said. Why why Dragon Abyss? Banger. And that was the and those are the last two where you had Mortal multiple. Destiny, you're right, was carried by the hero cards, but at least like they, they were so valuable, they mega the, carried that. It set. was the two hero cards and the cursed necrophere. Remember Dusty Gold was hitting 200 bucks at one point? Dusty Gold was $200 yeah. for yeah. one at one point. Yep. I mean, and, mm-hmm. thank God, thank God you, you only needed one. Because if you need a multiple, oh my 
God. You might need to rob as no. Chester said back in the day on the old Yu-Gi-Oh podcast. I need to get a ski mask. Yeah, no, but I'm but I'm gonna tell you this. I'm gonna tell you this. You wouldn't really need to get a ski mask from Malicious Bear that doesn't go, but for Magician Soul, that motherfucker was 166 dollars and you did it three of them. Also, what kills legendary duelists' value is Konami reprints them. Oh, in magical, really odd places. Magical Hero even make Magical Hero Magical Hero made no sense because it got it got printed in first edition. It got printed in unlimited in less than in less than six weeks. They had they already had no, a, a it was, yeah you're right. It got an unlimited printing within like two to three weeks. I remember two yeah it was like it was about a Same month. With two it was chaos. About, they had that problem with unlimited printings where like they make a first two, edition run, you get you could get your unlimited run in like two weeks. Like two what? two chaos, two chaos was everybody bought that shit, and by the time they had no first edition left, that's why they had to. Make mm-hmm. unlibs as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. That's the same thing that happens with Magical Hero. What's the worst is with Legend of Duel sets, those season boxes. Go back to Ren. Those season boxes is the only place those cards should get reprinted in. You should not be seeing Legendary Duelist cards reprinted in Battles of Legends sets or fucking Secret Slayers ish sets like those. Yeah. These things need to be isolated to their own type of way. It Konami tries to. I feel like now blends so much shit together. It's like but the you issue gotta is, but the issue that shit out. Is, mm-hmm. The issue is the set. Either way, the sets are going to just still suck. Because if you don't put that in Brother of the Legend, what do you put in Brother of the Legend in to make it better? Bros of Legend. I don't think you can make anything that and that said good. Because think about, it, think about it. Think about it. Get what get what the leading. Well, but no, it's like it's like you said a few years ago. You gotta kill the value of one to the prop another one. It's like, what do you choose? But you know? but but you know what Konami started doing? They started killing the profit of every set to keep it equal. <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 fuck that. <laughs> because 20, 2021 was the definition. Let the second half is like 2021 is the definition of having a girl that has had the ugly face, no tits, but the fattest ass in the world. That back end of 2021 fucking carried the first half. Think about it. Mm-hmm. Blade it was a uh, blazing vortex. L dog shit. Lightning overdrive overhyped. Mm-hmm. Uh, of Majesty overhyped. It was good. It did have value. Daughter Majesty was initially an L. It just got better with time. It's but still better. A, it's, it's, it's still, still kind of average, you know. It's still it's still an L because of how fast those cards dropped in yeah. value. Mm-hmm. Because even with when Birth of Destiny came out, their mm-hmm. motherfuckers was low, high, went low, went back high. But even some of those cards after they got reprinted, they stayed high for a bit. Birth of Dawn of Majesty, the first whiff of Alice a lubricant reprinted that motherfucker went from 133 dollars to 50 in a matter of hours. I never the only other drop I've seen that was in Pokemon with this new Charter EX. This motherfucker went from 150 dollars to 29.99 in a matter of 48 hours. I never seen something that fast except for a lubricant. It's disgusting. Daughter Majesty went from an L to B. It's due a good set. It's, it's the second best set of the year. With no contest, the lightning overdrive was looking to be good. He said, "Dry child, dry child fell a little bit too hard." They, if that, if they would have got that Ignis monster six months earlier in like twenty twenty, like at the tail end of twenty twenty, or in Blazing Vortex. Oh yeah, this also happened too. They had to massively overprint shit based yeah. off the fact that uh, Konami had really strict. You know they're. Liberalish now, they have really strict um 
COVID policies, so they couldn't really print as much. So they had to yeah, no, overprint. No, they, in certain no, they had run. to because the yeah. Texans, because they, they closed out third area, like the, they, they had to switch over from whatever mm-hmm. car car maker they had to the one in Texas because it was still open. They mm-hmm. could have I forgot where the other one was. That's why I was like, they had to, like, it's like, yeah, and the thing is, remember, they had to over overprint on certain runs, which kills the secondary value of the market, but. You but don't the know thing if you're is, get a second print run in COVID period. You don't but know the that. Thing is, but the thing is, they don't give a fuck about the second market. They call they they give about the first yeah. market. They give about these cards. Well, they care if like store owners purchase product. That's all they care about. Yeah, because they they can't, like because if someone sells it on TCG player, they they get no cut. That yeah, goes, yeah. So all they care about is stores purchasing from distributors, which obviously comes through them, and players yeah. playing in the events to give the stores money. Yep. To obviously, keeping going. So with legendary duelists. It, I think they've really, really messed up on the back end of them. Like, yeah, there have been one or two good cards out of them. There's no denying that. But most of them just suck for the most part. They've plus, not been good for a long also, time. Plus, also, once you've watched this full video, you'll see why the pricing on these boxes yeah, yeah, are just bad. They're just bad. I stream opening like I normally do, looking for that rarest card. But I immediately noticed a significant disinterest in the set. No one was watching the first opening I posted, which are usually some of the best on the channel. Secondly, a lot of the comments talking about the set were either negative or disinterested. Well, some sets aren't just not, not as popular or interesting as other sets. No, but, even, be... but the thing is, that's what I was saying earlier. Even when he did sets that no one cared about, they still matched the views. Mm. Like that's, that's crazy, thing. honestly. That's just because he, because his thing, he, him, him, um, who's the other, who's the other YouTuber that be open the pack of uh, the card, the card shop guy, uh, simply unlucky. Yeah, that motherfucker, motherfucker be getting his crazy. Were insane. Yeah, that he, he, he just said, fuck it. Like it's, it's, he said, suck. And he just, I'm, he just, I'm, he's, he still buys product because he has to, because it's like, if, and, in this video, it'll allude to why stores are getting fucked. Yeah, oh my god, this shit's crazy. Not particularly excited for this one, but appreciate the love for older archetypes. I'd like to see future legendary duelists that feature a ghost, obelisk, or slifer. Maybe one day we'll get that. Wing Dragon Raw, you're the only... Okay, so let's read this comment. This is obviously from someone who's casual, which is nothing wrong with that. Not yeah. particularly excited for this one, but appreciate the love for older archetypes. I'd like to see featured legendary duelists that feature a ghost, obelisk, or slifer. But they did that with Rage of Raw. I mean, he, this person might, might not know that because obviously people don't know everything that's no, happened. No, 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 the other two. Raw got the ghost. He wants the other two to be ghost. Yeah, so how would so you basically would have to make another Kaiba and Yugi themed legendary duelist set to do that? No, you don't even gotta make it a Kaiba or Yugi. You you can you can literally make a a deck around Obelisk and Slifer where you give the thing, but you know what the issue is too. They already gave these two decks support in the megatons. That's me. You would have to add structure decks. Remember, right? Yeah, no, not not just the structure decks. They also they also put the support in the tins as well. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They did both. The issue is this: if you used to make a legendary duels, if you were to do it, I would uh, fuck. I would just do one where you put both of them in there, and mm-hmm. you, you get a chance to get both goals. Because if you do That's two, you, I would if you say do make two separate ones. Why can't there be two ghost rares? Because if you do two, ghost is already hard ones, to pull at in the in and of itself. Just make make two ghost rares. Yeah, because if you that be that bad. Because you know? if you do two, separate I'm not saying make ones, five. Make like two yeah. ghost rares. You know, my thing, is, my thing is that if you do two separate ones, they both go suck. Because it's like Slifer is a feed 
What well, like I'll be if you used to kind of also this might be a collector too because as a collector you go what is a ghost or a raw why is it not a ghost or a slight yeah obelisk? but okay but let's think of this mm-hmm. if if you were to combine if you were to make like Ring Dragon Raw you, you have to make a support from the anime from right well, okay okay that's me. you have to go back you have mm-hmm. to find cards that were already printed. Mm-hmm. Unless you can reprint, you reprint the cards that already were printed in rares and commons, right. and then you would have to find new cards that weren't printed yet for Slayer and Obelisk and put them in the set as Super the Ultras and make them two ghosts. Oh, yeah, I forgot. The gods are now called Divine Beast. Yeah. Yeah, Slayer the yeah, Divine. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, but, but, but I'm saying if you were to make up actual types, Obelisk be a feed. Slifer yeah. being dragon and raw being weak beast. That's what it would be. But it's like I was thinking yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Because the because it's like, yeah, because yeah, because yeah, because the sacred beast versions are feed, pyro, and thunder. I'm like, okay, that's weird, but all right, fuck. I, I fucked with it. But it's uh nah, it's I mean, I get this is probably one of those collectors, and I think it's not a bad comment. I, I could agree with that. I just always wondered. What, Konami has very weird patterns that just don't make any fucking sense when you start really thinking about yeah. it. Ghost Rare for some reason. I hate this set. I've never in my life opened 20 packs and pulled one Super Rare. Literally. Yeah. This, okay. this one, you th- this is the comment that, that you see in every Yu-Gi-Oh set ever. Someone will go, I opened a set and I didn't pull good. That's just, the, that's just how that works. It's called Gabler. A fab, you gamble, you gamble. I, I'm still shocked that in the year of 2023, we still have comments like that. Hey, I opened this random pack and I got dog shit. That's just first of all, first of all, rule number one never buy loose packs online. No, right. Number two, always be careful when you buy a loose pack in a store at, at your car store because some because if, if someone if someone opens a fresh pack. People know how to map in Pokemon. Pokemon more you you go you go hard to map because it is. You tend to know a lot of times if they open a fresh Yu Gi Oh pack and they just put it right there and you're able to walk up instead of because sometimes it'll be behind the counter. You can mm-hmm. walk up, take the second pack out of each side, put put it right there. That's the secret. And right. you can go to the bottom. You can, you can usually the ghost is at the bottom, isn't it, or like the left side? No, it's usually left or right. It's usually either two, seven, mm-hmm. or eleven. And if you do corsets, the secrets are either two or four, or, or two, they're either two. And then the alternates can either be seven or eleven. What you would do is you would take the whole thing out. You would go two. You would mark seven. You would, you would slide it out to the side. Take those packs out. And then, and then you put it back in. I tried this at uh, my local, uh, at, at my other store. Did it? Is actually true. You, if you, if you are very careful on, on looking at what card is which. Yeah, uh, packs get mapped real easily because all you gotta do is all you gotta do is pay attention to detail. Like I, I don't get why videos like his always highlight this. This is basic. Stuff. This is literally just basic in anything. Like if you opened up I mean, random loot crate, you get random shit that you might get mean, from someone else. I mean, the thing is, people people, people would know that though. That's that's the sad part about it. People, you you will hope people would know. I would hope. Yeah, yeah. 
Then again, we live in 2023, yeah. right? Yeah. Thing I've ever done. I'm not going to lie. The Legendary Duelist sets don't excite me too much. But instead of getting a box, I'll get a few packs at the store and see what happens. Way to support your locals, man. Seeing all of this, I decided to check the price of the box. Like, what's the going rate for this thing? And I had a bad feeling because Legendary Duelists usually do not do too well in terms of price, which we're going to get to. Currently, it sits at about $35 per box, a ridiculously low amount for a brand new set that released less than a month ago. But this isn't unique. Just... True. Yeah, most of these boxes tend to now just tank. Most most boxes usually never used to do that. Most of them, even the older ones, still held some decent value. Newer boxes are really just collapsing in the most yep. part. You know, I'd argue thirty five bucks for this is not that bad when you're looking and you're getting a whole box for that amount of packs. But it's like almost forty bucks on this. No, but you this, might as well this, just buy buy singles then at that point. I'm, Know where the price originally was at? Oh no, you're you're losing money hard. And where oh, the yeah, price sure. is at now? Oh, if you got to factor in these stores are buying cases or a case. No, it's it's, it's 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 a case to two, depending on what it says. Some cases you can factor in that a case of this is how much? Like four hundred? Maybe uh, five hundred? No, four or five. Yeah, I know for like six? four booster sets are usually like seven to eight hundred. But yeah, I, I I I really don't know the price of a of a special set they do like usually like these. I imagine it's much less. I, it can't be eight hundred. If you're paying eight hundred for a case of that, oh hell, uh uh, hail to the now. <laughs> for the legendary duelist sets in 2021 konami released legendary duelist synchro storm this set had a similar trajectory in price currently sitting at about 39 dollars per box mm -hmm. oh but sure. legendary duelist duels from the deep released in 2022 must have been better right how about way worse lindor thank you lindor chaz's black chocolate it's the only chocolate i need that'll <laughs> be a girl like let it like about it called chocolate mm. This box is a whopping $25 per box. Not gonna lie, that is kind of a steal. $25 for that? That's not that bad. Come on. That's not that bad. It's <laughs> not bad, but I mean for for a customer say, for a customer like me buying it, good. For a, a, a consumer selling it, oh, yeah, oh yeah. it's bad. Oh it's oh no. Nah, I mean, if you're a customer, you saw you saw talking about us, that's a you won't be getting any good pulls, but no, I'll tell you right now. If you pull a droplet, you got a third of your value right back. <laughs> that's the sad part. That's the sad part about it. If you pull four cards, you got all your value back plus some. Because this, like, because like right now, like yeah. I'm looking, like right you know now, I'm looking how up good the they set. had it with some of these sets. Secret Slayer's aged like fine wine to a third degree. It like like the prices are starting to drop, but. No, I mean, it's just the archetypes themselves. All of them oh, yeah. having some good, oh. great competitive relevance, honestly. Ellis was competitive for two plus years. Emancipator were tier zero broken with Block Dragon. Rieger Fairy uh, just became good at some point. If you know? if if fucking if COVID doesn't happen, Emancipator would have probably got an eBay. That shit was <laughs> disgusting. For old box, entire box, thirty-six packs for twenty-five dollars. That is insane. But is this just a legendary duelist set issue? Is the composition of those sets messed up and wrong, and that's just making them bad? Yeah. Yeah, I've said this for years. The, the, those kind of sets need something fundamentally different about them. I like the Ghoster edition. That's 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 fine. Yeah. But you gotta do something a bit more than that. Now, now people know that stick. Give me something else. Maybe make another Ghost Rare. Maybe in the set have two Ghost Rares. Maybe have an ultimate randomly. I don't know. Change something about them. <laughs> you don't even need to change. Just put better cards in. That's it. That, that, like, oh, that, 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 that should just go without saying. 
you know. <laughs> yeah, it's like, cause, dude. Real quick, real quick, pause, real quick. Yeah. Guess how? Guess how much the ghost rate is a legendary duel, duel, duel from deep. Just guess. Fifteen dollars. Yep, you're about a dollar short at sixteen dollars. Mm-hmm. The ghost rate. I know. Yeah. The fucking ghost rare. You talking this shit, nigga? Before, it is a two-year-old set at this point. So value, you know. No, I, I see your point. No, you no, know. this came out last year. This ain't two years old. This is a year oh, old. Oh, one. God damn, I'm thinking the wrong set. I think I seen a storm. <laughs> My bad, you're right. That's 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 actually terrible. 16 fucking dollars for a ghost rare? A ghost rare. <laughs> I am... Oh, goodness gracious. I'm glad people are finally starting to see the fucking wool over Konami and these other odd sets. Like, remember those the odd sets you just mentioned, Invader, Secret Slayers? Oh, no. Those sets had the same issue, too. It would be just Secrets and Supers. You know how they changed them up? Collector Collectors rares. And the you Ghost know. Rare and Secret Storm is 19, about $19. I, I was going to say 15 too. You tell, um, me, you tell me that I, I can get that and other one. PayPal paid for it and only got paid $9 every two weeks for you? Get the fuck it. Nah, bro. That's... Yeah, like, uh, even with, uh, I'm pretty sure Mystic, not Mystic Fighters, what was the one that had Drytrons in it? Uh, oh, fuck. Just an impact. It's an impact. You know about that one? They started doing, like, collectors, rares, yeah. and like that. They, then they realized, we're going to keep this format for all of them. Yeah. Even just sets like that. Secret Slayers was, like, I think the last one that had that traditional format of Secrets and Supers, yep. they changed it up. Just if I started the whole collective, these sets need to be constantly changed to a certain point because they don't have really inherent anything attractive about them. You know, mm-hmm. now you think like anime characters like those guys would initially be a hit? Yeah, not if you don't blow all the Chloe blew their load too soon. Joey, Pegasus, Kaiba, Mai, Yugi, Bakura, because, Ma- because and Eric. This- because you know what the issue is, this one at some point. You know the <laughs> issue is this wasn't supposed to be going for a long term. This was supposed to be a few sets and done. I think they should take take a break from these sets. This this should be like an every kind of two year thing. No, what they need to do is blow through it and then be done with it. Because they need to blow through this. They don't don't like wait. Trying to do the Lennon's back. Yeah, I'm gonna blow right through that shit. But oh what God. they but what they need to do is it's just literally. Have the next one come out six six months to a year later. Get to Legendary Duel Season was four, or is it three? Are they still on? They're still on Legendary Duel Season three. Yeah. Yeah, that's where you get through Legendary. every two or three, every two, right? It feels like they have to build enough Legendary Duel sets to kind of make one. So you're on Merrick's and Super Storms. That's going to be an automatic L. And then you have Mako's and this one. So they're about. I will stop right here. You have two extra sets. I will stop right here. This this should be the last one. I will not do another one after this. Oh, you might be. No, no, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, I'll stop after this because if it's if legend, imagine this legendary duel season five is going to be duel soon deep in this fire and water. Okay, yep, burn that shit in this goddamn (laughs) ocean. 
Definitely needed those. The absolute worst defenders of the last few years. Nearly every Yu-Gi-Oh set released this year is losing value from its release. And here is the big issue I was alluding to. While I was pondering making this video, I saw a post on Instagram by Beckett Castle TCG, which seems to be a TCG hobby store of some kind. I don't follow them, but someone shared their post and it piqued my interest. They posted a product line update with three different TCG updates. One of them referred to Yu-Gi-Oh. They wrote, and I quote, We have made the unfortunate decision to discontinue carrying Yu-Gi-Oh. In our opinion, the market rates for boxes at release are just absurd, and we are losing thousands per set. We have our Yep. Sounds about white. No, I'm just kidding. Nope. This happened to the other local that we're too. Low cost discounts. For example, Soul Burning Volcano released this past Friday. It's literally been a week, guys. Our average cost is $48. I assume that means per box. They didn't say that. They're selling on TCG for $35. Fees and shipping are another 30% of that. I think 30% is a little high, but we're going to do the numbers after this. Duels Nexus had an average cost of $61 and are selling for $53 before fees and shipping. This is not sustainable. Yeah. I've been mentioning this for years. This shit was going to potentially collapse. None of this was going to be sustainable. Boxes crashing. Uh, it's because also... People got to factor in, there's another uh, underlying aspect to all this, too. You guys know what it is? More people are, on average, buying from a secondary market point of view to flip the cards. So there's, so not only has Konami been printing more cards, there's more people buying, so there's more of a saturation on the market in general. Yeah. You know? So that would also cause uh, prices to crash when you have just more on the market available. We through the 25th anniversary rarity collection on November 3rd, but that will be our last set. Our apologies to our Yu-Gi-Oh fans. Come clear out our clearance. Now, obviously that is an extremely sad thing to read that a hobby store that is literally the blood, sweat, and tears of Yu-Gi-Oh. I mean, that's where you go to play. That's where you go to find your product at your local place. You see your friends there. You, uh, you know, experience all the new decks and everything before you go to like a YCS and stuff like that. And they're literally unable to buy and sell the product because it's too expensive. They claim to literally be losing thousands of dollars per release. It depends on how many cases they're buying and everything, but they're losing hundreds to thousands of dollars. This is just a bad thing for Yu-Gi-Oh! in general. If these hobby stores who are literally the most passionate people in the world about Yu-Gi-Oh! and other TCGs can't afford to buy and sell the cards, who is going to sell them? I know a lot of people think stores do not buy for as much as I buy. Like, I buy a box for 60 stores buy them for 30 That is not true. Distributors do not sell boxes for $30. They sell them for what they said was 48 on average for Legendary Duelist. We're going to estimate $45 on Legendary Duelist. We're going to do $55 on core sets, which they said was like 61 I think, which is probably closer to reality. Yeah, he's got a point there. Anyone saying that... Okay, this is not, I don't know what I mean here, but people say those certain things are just idiots. Take what they say and throw that shit out the window. If they think stores buy for the same price you do, that person should not be listened to at all for money advice. Completely just disregard what the fuck that person's talking about. I don't know why that's so. No, no, no. It to the point no, no, what he said, they, they buy for a lot cheaper. Not the same price. Oh, no, no, no. I, I was mentioning, you know, the, a customer would be like, hey, I bought it for this so store boss for that. that. That means we're like the same. It's like, no, no, no. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, God. But we're going to do 55 just to give them a little bit of a, a chance, right? We're going to see if that $55 a box, can they make money? We're going to assume that they're selling on eBay and there's going to be eBay fees and then shipping costs. Well, you sold on eBay and TCG Player. What's the fees on those? Um... Of how much they take off, thirty yeah. percent both, both of them. But TCG player elite. The, this is why I will never sell on eBay again. They charge you to sell on their website. That's me. I know that. Mm -hmm. They'll get an extra. You'll get 
whatever amount they used to, I, I think it was mine was like twenty four ninety five, and and I would never know when to take it off. It would just come off my shit. I was like, fuck, I'm done. People, oh, but I miss you selling on eBay. I nah. It was it was only good if I sold a shit ton. It, it was good at the beginning when motherfuckers wanted my car. But when that shit dry up and when people ain't buying, mm-hmm. mm, you feel that. I was gonna be an eBay seller. Yeah, it, it costs money to literally list something and they take a 30% fee. I know. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what the fucked up thing is when someone buys something for cheap and then they still charge you the full price. Like even if I because I'm in one year, I'm in one month, I sold two thousand dollars worth of product. Next month I only sold like 150, they still charge the same fucking price. It wasn't a percentage. It was the same. I'm like, oh, yeah, I ain't doing this shit. TCG player did the same thing. It was good, but TCG player took a lot longer for me to get my money. Like, it was it was the pro, the con. I like TCG because then taking that a little bit extra time, I, did, I didn't get charged no extra bullshit fee. I was good. And I think TCG player wasn't 30. It was about, I want to say it was like 15. It was, it was less. But it, the money would take about a week to get in. It's like, nah, motherfucker, I need the money now. Like, it's like, God, fuck. It was like, I, that's why I, I just like selling for Discord. Because I, I, I don't have to worry about no fee. The only thing you have to worry about is just the shipping fee itself, right? The shipping fee, it, it depends. Because if I sell enough, it doesn't even matter. Because I, I can offset that. Is because I, mean, I always tell people, always, always do goods and services because some people think, but should I pay you a little extra? That it doesn't matter. If you pay me 90, but it shows up at 85, I know the fee will got taken off by PayPal. It doesn't matter. As long as I know you paid the 90, I don't care about that extra fee. It takes off. I'd rather have that than fucking like uh, eBay taking 30% off and then fucking me in the ass 25, $24.99. <laughs> Like three weeks later, like twelve forty-five in the morning, like what the fuck? Like nigga, it's like can you I tell mean, Info Forty is he's always said, hey, you can't really make a lot of money doing this. I also was kind of wonder why he does it, but you know, because he he has too much disposable income. This this motherfucker could blow ten G's on some shitty set and then say <laughs> and claim he made money. I was like, okay. and and ne- it's like never show how he made money, how much he made money, and I guarantee you, he probably. Combine those sales with other shit that wasn't even part of that. Thing. That's the same yeah. thing. That's the same thing I said with Disney. That's why when you see Disney flopping, you're like, no, it's a conglomerate. If you can have 15 movies flop, but don't forget, they yeah. still own. They still own Avatar. Avatar carried a shit ton of those, as long as you don't completely flop. And don't forget, yeah. Avatar. You were saying that he made all his money back on a ten thousand product. He never showed any proof. I'm like, oh, imagine, ima- imagine doing that. Like a fucking dumbass he is. Imagine doing that and then being like, well, can you show me how to do it? To people understand, people who are, let's say he did make money through it. He wouldn't tell you because then that creeps on his game. You know what I mean? Why would he tell you yeah. if he, how, how he made money through the set? He would. That's actually p- pretty smart. But if people are asking like, hey, how'd you make profit? He's like, oh, I did. Bro, we're so fucked. We're so screwed. <laughs> yeah. Let me show you just how dire this situation is. First set released this year, Amazing Defenders, selling for $55. First of all, that's how much it costs from distributors. So we already know we're going to lose money on this one. After that, walk- already a loss. You can already tell us it's going to go. Oh, God, this is so bad. This this market and this industry is so goddamn bad. 
Oh, Lord. 13.25% eBay fee plus 30 cents. You got to add in that 30 cents and a $5 per box shipping. They're making $42.42. So each box is losing about $12.50. Multiply that by 12 boxes. You end up losing about $150 for a case. And a local store is probably going to be buying at least 10 cases, maybe even more. That's, That's the problem. They need to not buy as many cases. That's another problem, too. But they need to uh, buy less uh, cases. No, no, MSK, he, he gets to the point later on why, trust me, just you keep watching. You understand why stores are fucked no matter what. Okay. It's, it's like a drug dealer in a, like drug dealer in a pimp con situation. Right? These are selling for just under $60, a little bit better than Amazing Defenders. With the $8.25 eBay fees plus the $5 shipping, they're netting about $46.75. That's not $55. They're now losing about $8 per box, which is $96 a case, and about $1,000 per 10 cases. Maze of Memories. This set surprised me. It's $61 a box. It's actually doing better than Photon Hypernova. Still at a $48 That's crazy. Rate, though. Losing $7 per box, $84 per case, and $840 per 10 cases. Cyberstorm Access. Now we're really looking poor. $51 a box. $39 net Awful after fucking all these and shipping and everything. Losing $16 per box, $192 per case, and nearly $2,000 per 10 cases. Why oh, hell! Yeah. We're so screwed. We're so fucked. I'm going to tell you why that set was even worth Because all the good cards in here are high value, but they're all secret. And now what it is, it makes it, it makes it that people want to get it. But it's like, and the issue is a lot of those cards in that set are one of. Cyberstorm Access gave you a lot of good cards. But the one thing they fucked up on, the pearly cards, right? They could have, they, no, the, was it pearly? Or no, it was another card. They could have made a, they, they could have made an ultra secret. They made it a super. They, they don't, they made the card, they, they keep fucking up on the rarities. They made all the one of higher rarity, higher, like higher value, but then no one wants to buy it because I'm going to just wait for whoever puts it on TCG player and then sell it or trade for it. It's like, oh, oh shit. This shit. Oh, oh, trust me. Oh, we're so screwed. Walter, MSK, 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 I'm going to tell you this. You're gonna be surprised by the one set that actually made money this year, and it's gonna be it's gonna be the reason why I tell you, Konami Yu-Gi-Oh is dying, but in in a worse way than I realized. The TCG itself, people are still gonna play the game, but they like if stores can't make money off the product that Konami is making, Konami that yeah, means they, that that means the entire. I'm not, I'm not trying to sound doom and gloom here, but that five years from now, I hate to be in a world like that, man. It might not be five years. It might be three. Konami needs to start embracing these older formats and start selling these cards at a price thing where they can well, sell them. the stores that carry Yu-Gi-Oh just significantly get slashed. Or, yeah, because think about it, because... I know two. I know two of my like. I know my locals. I go for Pokemon. They have Yu-Gi-Oh cards. It's like, dude, you don't have no Yu-Gi-Oh people here. Why are you buying Yu-Gi-Oh product? He said. He said because at that time it was cheaper. That's why it was like I didn't oh, have a Yu-Gi-Oh audience. I was like, you were the one person that was convinced me. But I was like, and you realized, nah, because you, you're a magic damn Pokemon. Because even even when you have Pokemon tournaments, you don't get that many people. It's like. And like all the New York, like you said, you you rather go to New York for tournaments. Like it's just, I mean, it's right there too. It's like fifty dollars a box, thirty-eight dollar net, losing about seventeen dollars per box, two hundred four per case, two K for ten K. We're so screwed, motherfuckers. Yeah. Are, I swear we buy, but this is true. 
by speculation, that means stores are on averaging losing one to two thousand dollars per set release. Yep. Even even if they don't buy ten cases, they're still losing a yeah a yeah. Salary. You could buy like two cases, which would be like I think a minimum maybe for some places, and still lose money. That's oh, yeah. I'm gonna the store that buy ten two cases is what forty eight boxes? No, it's twenty four. It's twenty four boxes. Twenty four twenty four, right? So yeah, it's 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 a lot of yeah. cards, but you know what it is too. A lot of these stores pull rates are bad. The ratios are all off. Plus, the cards are just not interesting. Like, while Survivors, none of the archetype. I mean, Vinkry Souls, but then it was like, it was an archetype where you had all the... Think about this. You you know what killed Wild Survivors? You made one archetype, all ultras and super rares, and you only get three ultra rares per box. Just think about that. If this was a set where you get 10 to 12 ultras per per box, or, or, or maybe eight, because the the way I've been saying about these ratios is, why is it only three ultra rare per box? What the fuck? That because it's seven card. It was a seven cards per pack, right? Yeah. This this is what it should be. Every pack should come out with an automatic super rare, automatic every pack. And then and then you know how many packs should have ultra rares? You know, out of twenty four, you know how many packs should have ultra rares? About fifteen. Nah, nah, that's a little too high. I would say twelve. I think every other pack should be ultra rare. I was no. Would you no, want to make it more lopsided? No, you you can't because that, no. that takes away the inherent chaseability of it. Too. Yeah, but my thing is that it should be eight to ten. Every box should have a guaranteed collector's rare. Every box because yeah. you got fifteen collector's rares, and then they said there there are collector rare. You could get you could get five cases and not pull one one of that collector's rare. Because a collector rare is one every three boxes. No, if you really want these people to come and buy your product, you need to you need to up your ultras from three to fucking eight. Every third pack should be a super and ultra. Every every twelve packs, you should you should be guaranteed. Not oh maybe no guaranteed every fucking box. Neither collectors rare. Neither. Goddamn collector's rare. Or, I think collector rare sets may be cheaper. I'm not totally sure because I don't have a distributor. It is, but not by much. A little bit less, so maybe the losses aren't quite as bad there because they might be like 50 a box, but even then they're still losing money there. Battles of Legend, Monster's Revenge. Always a banger set. Battles of Legend is a... Also, uh, also you look back at when V canceled his store, I always kind of wondered why he, he said the store was making money. I think it was making money from... Other games than Yu-Gi-Oh. I think Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, did because, yeah, but yeah, because that yeah, because at the store I or the store that I went down to in the Bronx, he said he made all his money off Magic and Pokemon. He said Pokemon was like this off the packs. No, I was giving those for free. I was giving. I would buy those. I like the. He said this, this is what the store the store owner in Noah. This is me and him talking about it. He the only time he sells boxes is on tournament days and their first pre the first the pre-releases and uh, in the first week they're out in the in the stores. He doesn't sell no boxes after unless it's a tournament. Packs you might get a few people like me that want to. You got the people that like to get the three the three eleven. Yeah, three like 11. You know, yeah, yeah, three oh, for eleven, right. or just want to buy some packs just because they just want to. Because I, I, I mean, one time I bought the last four packs of a box and pulled Charizard. 
you get that luck sometimes. And it's that adrenaline rush where I open up like, oh, shit, I got my second Charizard. Yo, let's go. And people love that feeling with Pokemon. With Yu-Gi-Oh, it's like if you pass that part of it, there, every store has that one person that, that knows how to fucking scale the boxes and mm-hmm. know which packs to pull out and you just give their and then you give little Timmy the little shitty pack, but he's happy to get a super rare because he don't know any better. While you took while you took six packs, you got four alters and two super secrets, you sick fucker. And it's like and that's the issue because this like and people don't understand why like magic is always going to sell because motherfuckers are coming into magic. Don't buy mother think about this. Think about it with magic. Motherfuckers was literally buying four hundred dollar Lord of the Ring box just to pull it in one card. You know, you think about it. The store buys it. The store buys like a case of that. By a case of, I think, a, like a case or two of that at like 30% off. And then you sell it for like three, like you, you probably, I think it's $250 per box. You sell it at $385. But it's still cheaper to go to Walmart and spend forty to twenty dollars on it, and then you, and then they'll give you fresh packs from the booster box and all that, and then you, right. you you're making think about it in one week they can make five thousand dollars off Magic, a thousand dollars off Pokemon, and maybe five hundred dollars off Yu Gi Oh. Like you're making you're, you're making about like Yu Gi Oh. People once they get the cards. They don't want to buy packs anymore. Plus, also, you know what the issue with Yu-Gi-Oh? There's a lot of people. It's not attracted to buy packs most of the time. It's not even that. It's not even that. Okay. The guy who I, I'm cool with at the store, whose name keeps, I keep fucking forgetting his name. He plays Go format. He plays Edison format. The other guy, the guy who held in the top format, mm-hmm. he, he don't even play regular Yu-Gi-Oh. He plays Go format. The other guy I was hanging out with, who I, I'll time time play Edison format with, he plays Edison format. The other guy, the one dude who likes playing Teledad format, I love Teledad format. One of my favorite. Fun format. format, yeah. He said, he said, dude, I the only time I buy new cards is when they have an upgraded version or like a high rate. Because a, a lot of my cards was like from 2008 and they were like shit. Like when I saw that new Dark Arm Dragon as a Ghost Rare, hell yeah, I went and bought a couple boxes to see if I could pull it. And he actually pulled it. Yeah. I, I got, I dude, I got a, I got a, he said, I got a two thousand dollar tell that for, I was like, not the Alties. I, I like Ghost Rares over Alties. I was like, oh, yeah, save here. And he, yeah, but he's like, yeah, it's like, dude, that, like, I'm in a community that plays half format. People are not interested. Like, they said, and I remember this one guy said, he said, that half format, that Dulce Alliance format, he said, Dulce Alliance. Low key was the beginning of the end for Yu-Gi-Oh. For him, he said it sped the so game. Crazy. I love Duelist Lines from Ryan. I wish that would become a more popular retro format. But you that know what is, I'll go to tournaments like that. Pop you know Duelist Lines retro format. Sign me up. Okay, I'm okay. But I'm gonna tell you something about it. A lot mm-hmm. of people, a lot of people dislike that format. There's, it's for weirdly odd reasons too, because mo- history screwed on that. So a lot of people thought it was because of pendulums. No, because fucking Burning Abyss and Chadals were yeah. Everything from because 2014, like decks that people were playing, like Gyrgia, Infernity, Hat, all those variants, every single goddamn one of them worthless compared to just two new ar- ar- archetypes, almost basically fully ready to go and only got stronger in the new challengers. That's what, that. and, and decks were good. 
a new set comes out. Two and Satellites were also good in that time too. Then the next set they got even stronger. The next that set they got even, oh more support. That's what happened with Power, Power Elements. It came out Terrellmas and Sprite. Uh, they power crushed. Same thing this year. Remember, we had like a lot of good decks going. Power Elements comes out. We're fucked. No, then Terrellmas got me stronger with Rukolos. You know, all, MSK, only one deck survived through Power oh, Elements, right? Yep, and yeah. I was like, "Oh, okay, that's me. I, I don't gotta buy these two fucking decks. All right, cool. I save my money." <laughs> what we, which just it's happening more. It's happened a few more times ago, but it's like that's those are like the biggest examples of it. Yep, Cash Tear came, came in. Any deck that was graveyard reliant, dead. Any deck that was extra deck reliant, dead. Because because MSK at one point I was playing, I was playing Flunderies. Like I was playing. Flunder Reed literally just became True Draco because there's an extra deck version where you mm -hmm. can play with the extra deck. Flunder Reed came like that. There was a point where I was playing Flunder Reed, but I was playing it with no Pride Prosperity. I was literally I was playing it with um, Winger Requito, pay 600, draw two, because I did not, because think about this is the fucking thing about Flunder, like Flunder Reed. They like their cards based face up, not face down. If you, if you don't have an extra deck, fucking. Number 89 can't do shit to you. Fucking none of them, none of the cards get like unicorn is fucking dead because it can't banish anything from your extra deck. Mm -hmm. It's like literally for, for that first half of the format, I was playing flu with no extra deck. Like literally. But the thing here is like Konami, I don't know if they're ever gonna get better at this stuff. That's shareholder because not only if we had two big indicators, so now we know stores have not been making profit on Yu-Gi-Oh, not making money, profit, and they've been not even making money. Yeah, they're not even they're not even in the making money stages for Yu-Gi-Oh. They're not and they have not been getting to profit, so they they're not even at the most crucial stages. I imagine not even breaking even with Yu-Gi-Oh. So they're not breaking even. They're not making money. They're not making profit. All three strikes you're out. Then we also have the shareholders meeting come out where they're like they're noticing some big problems there, you know. I told people like these problems have been happening for a long time. Eventually, it's all going to catch up with them. It's up to them to fix it. Will they fix it? No. Nope. Well, the creator is dead. Rest in peace, Kuzuki Takahashi. But these, I love that guy. But these issues were around when he was when he was still alive. But he's so filthy rich, they didn't matter. Honestly, you know, he took hands off in the game when Duelist Alliance when came out. He took a less of a hands-on approach. I think things got a little bit better when he put more of his hands in the game itself, but we're so fucked. This is so fucking hell. Hard carry for stores. Six. Give odor the bird with 24-7 lasting freshness of Old Spice. This is overrated as fuck. I said it. Old Spice? Yeah. I used it. It's I haven't uh, no, used Old Spice in about like 10 years. Box, so it's it's the same thing as we saw earlier, about eight hundred forty dollars on a ten k. If on average you're losing about eight forty to two thousand dollars, we're so fucking screwed, man. Losing about eighty four per case and seven dollars per box. Now, LLB twenty fifth anniversary, they reprinted the first set ever. It's got. I remember that. Did stores have this? Um, LLB reprint from the twenty fifth anniversary edition. I know, my, I know, my Pokemon logos had this. Um, a lot, or just has it been selling decently well? This is also nothing you were talking about earlier. Oh my god, I forgot to bring it up when we were mentioning the stuff you were mentioning. Konami has severely botched their 25th anniversary. This is Yu-Gi-Oh's 25th anniversary, and this is the shit we're getting. And LLB reprints, that's gonna be part of the course. It's the very first side of the game. That's part of the course. But yeah, it just feels like this hasn't been anything special for Yu-Gi-Oh. 
Whereas nope. I feel like with Pokemon for their anniversaries, you'd be getting like, oh, this is a good feeling that we made this milestone. You know, this is a yeah. big milestone, people. 25 years this game survived. 25 years. And for the 20th would, anniversary, they fucking would, botched every moment of it. This be a big thing. This should be a big thing they go out for. Because I think this is the beginning of the end, and we don't know it yet. They, I'm just saying, like, this is the, you. You can't name me more card games that have had 25 years of history. Maybe more than Pokemon and Magic. Those this two. should be a. This should be a big thing. But no, the whole year has just been the same bullshit. Oh, we're gonna reprint the Legendary Collection again. That's the same shit I've seen reprinted twice already. Ah, oh, it's different now. It's quarter century. But but keep playing this because this. Remember how I said earlier sometimes the best set in the in the, is nostalgia. Just watch watch, yeah. watch this one part. Guess what? It is actually doing well. $79 average cost per box. They're making about $63 after fees and shipping, $63.25, profiting about $8 per box, $96 per game. Right, because he's also rough estimates too, as he said. But that's actually Yeah, true. but no, but that is true. The guy said this is the only box he had that made money. But the issue is in Ruxin's. How, how much was Konami shipping these out? Do you think all our stores ordered this? Yeah, but they they were the issue is this. Keep playing this and then I'm I'm gonna get to the point. Okay. Keep, play, keep playing the video. In cases. That's a banger. It's one of the best sets of the year, and it was just released. But guess what? It was released in July. The first set in the entire year that a store is making money selling on eBay. Oh, but I forgot to mention, you probably had to buy the MRD and SRL and all those with LOB, and let's see how those are doing. MRD is at $58 per box, which is a $45 net, losing $10 per box, 120 Exactly, exactly. That's why I wanted you to keep playing it. I know what you're say. This is a net positive, but everything else after is a net negative, is, so it doesn't make is, shit. The store owner told me, this is what he told me, out of those five boxes, he only made money on two of them. Do you want to guess what two? There's there's five boxes. Oh, uh, are you talking about some current or some like from this era? No, you remember when Konami did the 25th anniversary and they gave mm -hmm. out five sets? Those mm -hmm. five sets. Yeah. Do you want to guess which there's two? The sets? ones from the legendary collection, Magic Ruler, Spell Ruler, what the fuck they're gonna call it? No, no, but I, but but it was five, but the thing is, you could just order Legend of Blue Eye. You had to order all the catch, five. Though. Yeah. yeah, but do you know which two were the only two that made money? Besides LOB. LOB. So be only one other one. Okay, because because because, because I'm gonna look it up right now. Uh okay. 20 per case, 1,200 per 10 cases. There goes all the profits just from Metal Raiders, and I'm sure Pharaoh Servant and Magic Ruler slash Spell Ruler are not doing much better. Duelist Nexus, 52 per box. We kind of saw this one earlier. They said 53 per box, so they went up a little bit more generously for the price. $40 per box after fees. Uh, losing 15 a box, 180 per case, 1800 per 10. There are five boxes. There is Feral Servant, there is Metal Raiders, uh, yeah, Metal Raiders, Legend of Blue Eyes, Spell Rulers, Invasion of Chaos. Do you want to guess which two made money? You said from the Legend of Collection, right? Yeah, there were five boxes. There were five boxes. LLB, we know, did. Do you want to guess the other one? Invasion of Chaos? Yes. And that one main, only made money. At the tail end, it, it was losing a lot of money at first, but then people realized it had oh, that rare, like, you know, what happens in movies where you kind of suck at the first beginning and you kind of bounce back. It had a what made it bounce back? Usually, when you have that, those big losses, you don't really bounce back anytime. Legend of, Legend of Blue Eyes is Barbie, Avenger Chaos is Oppenheimer. 
this is what a, this is finally the stinker of them all the one that really inspired this video legendary duelist soul burning volcano they only have to pay 45 dollars a box instead of 55 here so you think that would help they're 35 per box right now after fees it's 25 a box <laughs> oh god yeah. we're fucked and the thing with the yeah yeah and the thing with the major chaos is, is the main thing is this people people totally forgot oh uh, Chaos Emperor Dragon, um, Black Luster Soldier, D Mock, all those broken ass cards that came in that set. People like, and then they realize, oh shit. Yeah, Ferronic Guardian has some bangers in there. The issue is, it wasn't enough. It it, 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 didn't, it didn't lose them a shit ton of money, but it lost a lot of money. Battle Raider and the Spell Rules were the two worst. Not even close. Mm -hmm. Legend of Blue Eyes is the first one, and Invasion of Chaos is the first one that made Konami make a ban list. $2,400 losses. Now, this is if you bought 10 cases, but on average, if you bought like five, you're you're screwed. And five cases. cases. You lost on one case. Let's be honest here. If you can't even make your money back, because I, I know he's been doing the You can lose on half a case. You can lose like, like, Let's just look at it here. If you buy one case, you can't even make money off one case. One. Now, imagine if you were a bigger store buying multiple cases. Yep. So, and this is not a shot at Ruxin, but just factor in, guys. If you can't make money off one case, you, you probably were never going to make money on more than one case. And I'd imagine most of these stores aren't making money off one case, let alone the entire case, counting fees and all that stuff, too. We're in a so fucked situation, man. You can't make money off purchasing the product, you can't make money off really selling the product. And you lose yeah. more money if you buy more cases of said product, and you can't even make money minimum off one product. How the fuck did I even make all that make sense? We're dude, I don't know, man. It's looking pretty dire here. Exactly. Because no one's gonna mention this, and I feel like people should do this. It's like if you lost that much money on ten cases, that means you weren't even gonna make money off one case. That is exactly. That means. That the only way you could probably make money is if they just lessen the boxes and cases to about 12, and that would create smaller, potentially smaller profit margins, which would net you an inherent um, potentially way of making money. But that still wouldn't ink you profit given the fees associated with these websites. Yeah. You know? All right. When you get a slip, all right. So Pokemon, you're looking kind of good. This is that one white guy meme. We're just looking at Yu-Gi-Oh. Looking at the <laughs> per box, two forty per. I do want to know. I, I wish someone would do this for like Pokemon. This would be kind of cool to, to know what the idea of Pokemon is from a standpoint like this. And twenty four hundred per ten cases. Twenty four hundred dollars. That is insane. After seeing that, you might want to say, well, they get to avoid all the shipping fees and everything, and the the, in, the eBay fees because they have a store. They can sell them in store, right? That's true. They can do that, but they're not going to sell nearly the volume, most likely. And even if they do, only Photon, Hypernova, Amazing Memories, Battles of Legend, Metal Raiders, and LOB are selling for more than $55. So all those other ones are still losing money, even if they have zero fees. And don't forget credit card fees and stuff like that that they have to do yeah. to swipe their card. In for people don't know, uh, basically, if you swipe your card, the company charges you swipe their card because uh, it's just – you guys know that works. You know, they always, they always say it's a $10 cent charge for the card. That's what he means there. Yeah, 10 cent charge. LOB that are actually profiting are only making three to six dollars per box. Is that going to cover those credit card fees? Is it going to cover their overhead, like 
their rent, their employees? No, definitely not. Now, some of you might be thinking, wait, Ruxin, why don't the stores just skip the sets that suck? Like, okay, I see that LOB is going to be a great set. Okay, the thing that most people won't know that is because casual fans know this. You have to purchase these products three to six months in advance, most likely. The distributor comes to you like, hey, you want, want this product? It's coming out this month. The store owner, I don't think they already know what's in the set. They already know it's in the majority, set. Majority, majority of cards. Majority. Some cards are, yeah. yeah. Some, some are still basically late reveals for the very end, but for the most part, let's be honest with you guys, v, the reason why V was able to tell you what cards to buy is because he knew what was going to be in those sets at the time. It's a smart thing. Smart thing. Obviously, I or what like cards to sell. Mm-hmm. So you get to factor in. Even with comic books and all the stuff we, we mentioned with distributors, you have to buy the stuff months in advance. And the problem is you don't so people would say, how would they not be able to tell if the sets don't suck? Well, for one, if you're not actually a player in the game, you wouldn't know if a set sucked. That's the thing. A lot of these store owners are just guys that just, you know, do this kind of for a business. They're not actually a player in the game. For Magic, the reason why they're able to do it for Magic and make money through Magic is they, 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 you would know what's a bad set in Magic. You know? If you played Magic and you played Magic for many years, I would you would know what a bad set is, set is in Magic. Same with Pokemon. If you play Pokemon for a long time, you would know what is a bad set in Pokemon. For me, I can't really judge it for Yu-Gi-Oh! Pokemon, I'm still, I'm still learning. No, but no, po- no, Pokemon, I knew before you, I even you, you would know what's a bad set in Pokemon, so you wouldn't buy yeah. it if you were a store owner. But this is the problem, guys. This is why bringing a store owner so fucked in this business, in this industry, because unless you played all three games for a very long time, you wouldn't know what an average product is good or bad. And the issue is, too, like, if you don't buy the product... And he's going to explain it to play the video a little bit. No, more yeah, I, I just thought I would mention that because people are going to probably yeah. ask me about that too. It's, it's, it's that if you're only good at one or two or three of the games, you, you're not going to know if it's good or bad. Part. You're like, oh, this, this is kind of cool. Some people are going to be into. Yeah, that's not really how that works. Pokemon is different because it's cheaper. That's the thing, too. That's why he, if, if you buy a deck and realize it's not good, you probably wasted, what, $10, $12? Or you can make that back. If you do that, you go. I'm not going to buy anything else. Here's why. First of all, they have customers. They have people in their store that want to buy the new set. So that's an obvious first thing that you probably mm-hmm. thought of already. Here's something you might not know. Distributors give an allocation of boxes for each set. So if you want to buy a lot of LOB and you want to buy like 100 cases because you know it's going to be awesome, they might only allocate you five cases. And so you only get to buy five. Man, that sucks. And you know what else sucks? That's, but that's the thing, though. Given how the landscape has worked, that's not a bad thing. If you can barely make money, nah. not profit, if you can only nope. barely make money then you're only going to get, I mean, you can, nah. you, you'd argue like I'm only going to be able to sell five cases. No, nah, but if you hear the second part, it's, it's the reason why being a store owner is trash. That's why you have to pick the game that is actually profitable at your store. That's why if people want to stop mm-hmm. selling Pokemon and have stopped, because if people don't now, if people are like, I'm not selling product anymore, mm-hmm. I'm telling you right now, if Beckett TCG was a store that did tournaments, if they said they stopped having Yu-Gi-Oh product sell, they stopped selling Yu-Gi-Oh product. I'm gonna tell you right now that the Yu-Gi-Oh tournaments would stop right after because there's no point coming out over there if they have no new product coming out. Like if a story yeah. says they're no longer selling that TCG product, I that wouldn't stop from running tournaments to be more like. Um, they're still OTS affiliated. They still get OTS packs. That'd be like the only. But the issue is the issue is too. If I the issue is too, if you stop doing it, then they're gonna stop. They're not really gonna want have you do pre-releases and all that. And when you don't do pre-releases, people are like, "Where am I gonna get my new cars from?" 
I'm gonna buy right. one. Yeah, because yeah. a lot yeah. of older you players understand that it's just there are people that still play the game in modern times. Yeah, you have, you have to compensate your players paying for your product initially too. And that's the trickle down effect. Because if you don't pay, if you don't get that new product, you can't do the um the uh was it. Really like, I, I get the idea. That. You won't be able to even like inherently attract a player base if you don't have anything new. Yeah, because you got no yeah. new product. It's like, okay, what, what am I coming to the store for? Just to like that fight and hang out and chill. Like, I mean, yeah, because, you, you can't. For you, there's two, for you, there's two type, there's two type, two types of store. Because this is what I realized on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Any store could have a Pokemon local and a Yugo local. The difference is, are you certified or are you licensed? If you are, you're allowed to get the prize pack. You're allowed to hold the pre-releases, the whatever Yu-Gi-Oh calls them. Um, you're you're allowed to have the tournaments there. If you don't, you can only have casual tournaments. You go the product that you buy from the vendors are the only prize packs that these players are getting. These players have to love the game enough to be willing to know. I can't get no progress at the store. I'm coming to the store for practice for the love of the game. I'm not coming. I am not coming here for anything else but that. That's right. and you have to bang on that because if you if if you and then what kills it is if you're not bringing in no new product, you're done because that fan base is only going to be there until the product dries up. Once you have no more new product, that fan base more like is gone. Because right. you have no new product for them to attract. And once you don't have that anymore, you're gone. You're done. Don't. You might be able to buy a lot more for the bad sets because not as many people are buying them. But if you happen to say skip that set, they're not going to allocate you as much on the next good set. So let's say before LOB, you didn't want to buy whatever was before that, like Cyberstorm Access or something. And you bought zero of that one because you're like, that's a stinker. I don't want that. When they get to LOB and you go for 100 cases, they might give you two cases instead of five or 10 or whatever it would have been. So stores feel pressure to like follow through with each new set to buy stuff so that they can get the good ones when they show up. Now I say all of this we've been talking about, not to just like say, let's go to our local store, let's get them a tip jar, let's put our entire paycheck in there so that they make some money. That's not what I'm saying this. I just want to bring up the point that Konami is printing too many sets and they're reprinting too many cards. There are just too many sets to keep up with. Look at this release schedule from the last few months. Wild Survivors, June 2nd release. Battles of Legend, Monsters Revenge, June 23rd release. Mm-hmm. Five legacy box reprints at once. Right there. And then those those five, mm-hmm. the only two that Pharaoh's servant was profitable. Well, we must keep in mind that this is also in partly due to the... F- 25th anniversary yeah. year itself. This yeah. is not going to be an average thing that happens year to year yeah. from that point of view right there. But I get what he's saying. No, I, no, I get it. Mm-hmm. Like having there, there's months in Yu-Gi-Oh! where just a structure deck gets released. That's it. And sometimes it's better because let, let let me savor that new saying? product. Something less and more, less is more in some cases. Yeah, you know? let me savor that new product that's coming out and all that because then I get to, then I get to spend more of my money. Release Legendary Duel Soul Burning Volcano August 11th release that was back to back to back every two weeks and that first one had five releases at once so just throw that in there I didn't even mention the OTS release on July 19th mm-hmm. so, I mean, that's a forgotten thing there's an OTS set too with more reprints which honestly that's probably a good thing because that just gives people access to you know higher rarity for playing in tournaments so that's probably not something we need to be concerned about but just another thing that's happening there's so many things coming out in quick succession that players barely have time to like catch up with their decks play in the meta i mean you got to be buying and selling as a even a player just to pay for your deck 
if you don't have like a crazy income because you don't want to pay two thousand dollars for your your deck to play in the next ycs tournament and collectors like myself barely have time to even attempt to pull the newest starlights or 25th anniversary cards before a new set drops 25 more of them i literally open product for a living and i can't pull half of these 25th anniversary cards before there's 25 more of them and don't get me wrong i love that there's a lot of high rarity cards i think it's awesome but if you're just a regular guy buying like one box and you're trying to collect all the cards pulling them there's just absolutely no way and if, if you're like buying them that's 25 times like an average cost of 100 2500 like that is insane. And having so many of them out there kind of like lessens the awesomeness of some of them. Like we're getting to the point where like X stocks Hydra is a 25th anniversary card. Like, does that need to be a 25th anniversary? Can we just have like 10 bangers or five bangers hmm. and you know, call it a day? I personally think Konami needs to scale back. Well, the thing is not every card can be a banger, but the thing here is they have too many slots for that, which would imply that you're going to get some fluff trash as the highest rarity shit. It needs to be a set number that's enough for a chase number, but it also feels like you got enough good cards out of that chase number. No, the, the issue when he brought that up, I was laughing because that card was good when number eighty nine was still legal. When that <laughs> card, when that card got banned, this that card came out right after. I was like, yeah, you banned the card. You banned the one card that card would have been good with. Yep, that's Konami. Yep, they did it. This is each set some room to breathe. This will allow cards to find their current place in the meta, whether they're good, they're bad, whether people want to invest in them and actually play the deck for like maybe a month or two instead of two weeks. It will allow high rarity cards to be actually obtained for collectors and it'll give time for the sets to actually sell for a reasonable price for the local stores. They won't have to be selling at a huge loss for every single set. Yeah, it feels like Konami is trying that 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 big blockbuster tentpole movie release strategy. Yeah. That's not good, guys. We've been noticing that's not been panning out well for the theaters, and that's not going to pan out well for Yu-Gi-Oh! Especially with cards. Like, movies, it's, it's even hard to make profit in some movies now. Try that in fucking card games with it that's in and of a niche, you know? <sighs> Konami. Said, just doing? to move their product, get the cash flow to buy the next product. If Konami were to carefully craft every new set, which I'm sure they are carefully crafting them. I know people at Konami are working hard on these sets. They're trying to make them as good as possible. But if they had an extra, like, month or, let's say, instead of every, like, you know, three sets a month or two sets a month. We did one set a month. They'd have twice as long to work on it. Perfect each card that needs to be high rarity, that needs to be low rarity, that needs to be playable, that needs to be like a nice common that actually might be valuable in a couple of months when they release a new set. They just have time to balance everything even better. I think this would help keep local stores alive, which in turn would keep Yu-Gi-Oh! alive, which obviously we all want to see for years to come. I hate saying this because I actually do love new releases and they're great for me because I get to make tons of content out of new releases and some of the best performing content on my channel. But I am afraid that all this awesomeness right now might slowly choke out Yu-Gi-Oh! in the long run. Let me know what you think about this problem in the comments. Uh, it's a little bit of a different video, but it was something I've been thinking about for the last few days and I want to know your opinion. Thank you guys for watching and i will see you guys in the next one Shout all right then after this video we're going to cover uh the obsidian flames prices really quickly and we're going to head out here and play some league yep all right pokemon time all right Chaz. obsidian flames prices how you feeling oh uh, man it dropped hard i'm like i'm glad i i decided not to buy a box at the like at the very end i like something told me I'm gonna just save my money. Let me just not spend my money, and I did the best, and I, and I did the right thing. Mm -hmm. I at the last minute avoided disaster. Um, yeah. Uh, the elite trainer boxes—they're on sale right now, aren't they? 
Yeah, forty dollars. You, you, you go to your you go to your local um game. How much the locals charge for these? You think the locals actually make profit on all these Pokemon product? If they move, but they charge higher. That's me. It, it literally it the issue is yeah, this thing. It's all in the Pokemon community. I hopefully someone makes that video he just did for Pokemon. I would love to see see the comparisons. I think they have a bunch out there, but it's like it's like it, it's just people talk about why. But oh oh, that's it. There's a channel. Um, I I guess because I think I watched it earlier. I watched I watched that. No, I just want to see just for. I'm not saying if they're going to be doing the exact same or worse. I just need to see it just for a comparison. Let me see. Um, because this one dude. Because the I Pokemon know, strategy of releasing product is you release all of what you need to release in that moment. Yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh's strategy is every other month you get something new. Both strategies can work, but if Pokemon is having their stores profit, not to make money, profit off their product, that's a that's a big thing, though. You know, maybe we need to have the the conversation of does Yu-Gi-Oh need to change its product release strategy? They have the same release strategy for the last twenty fucking years. I th- I think what Yu Gi Oh need to do they need to start looking at Pokemon like all right, cool. How do we keep these people engaged? We need to start reprinting some of these cards multiple times in these sets. I know. Oh Mega- yeah, it's the whole thing with the Megatons. I know you, the Megatons. You do it differently, but I'm telling you right now. I remember I was telling this kid. I was like, "How much did your deck cost? Forty dollars?" I was like, "Oh yeah." I literally I literally walked up. Bought this Chin Pal structure deck in the pocket structure deck. Uh-huh. But that cost me about 45 bucks, right? Built uh-huh. it, won that local that day. Like, you, you can't do that. I mean, don't you could do that in Yu Gi Oh! with Trap Tricks, but it's like, but it's like, and then you guys see it's like actually cheap. Because the thing with Trap Tricks, oh, but you need prosperity to be better. And, and how much is prosperity for a playset? $120. How much is, oh, let me make the let me get these three cards in Chim Pal. 15 cents. Cause they reprint it. Oh, I'm gonna reprint it in the common. I'm gonna reprint it in the uncommon. I'm gonna reprint it in a hollow rare and a reverse hollow foil. I'm gonna reprint it in the ultra rare. I'm gonna reprint it in the uh full art. I'm gonna reprint it in the illustration rare. I'm gonna reprint it in the special illustration rare. I'm gonna reprint it in the um hyper rare. <laughs> Between two sets in the structure deck, this mother this motherfucking card yeah. I, I got for I got for a dollar fifty got reprinted nine times. Yeah, yeah. With Yu Gi Oh, it's more like a card is technically reprinted in a in a max rarity, and it has the initial like secret or ultra. It's like that's not enough, honestly. It's not enough when that, that mother- inflates the prices of the box. It's not that when like it's like you reprint, you rip, you, like it takes for Billy Droplet five fucking reprints to finally get to a point where it, but it's not seeing no play. By the time it finally got reprinted to a point where people were, were able to play it, the card was seeing no goddamn play. You're at the point yeah, that's the, the thing too. By the time the cards receiving the, 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 the reprints as they do, the cards are out of meta. Yeah, not out of meta. Like, I, I get, I get the cards can come back into being. Meta relevant, but but by by the time you get those reprints, the card's been so power crept. It's like it's gonna take a few years for that card to come back and be as good. As long as characters in the format for, for the drop lane never coming back, because he, he can't reactivate it when uh, Rise Hearts on the field. Hmm. And with and that, that's, and then that's the sad part about it. Yeah, I mean, 
as we'll end this episode off talking about Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon, I would love to see a comparison video if someone's ever made one out there to see what's the deal with Pokemon, you know? Like, no, you no, 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 Pokemon has their issues. I know, I remember people were saying, when, when it comes to Pokemon, it's the people were talking about City of Flames, while why this set is not as good. There's a bunch of videos. I have to look for it. Um, that one and the other one is the prize support. They just updated the sub prize support to now the a world champion. If you win Pokemon Worlds, instead of getting twenty five thousand dollars, you get fifty thousand. Yeah. yeah. I tell you, oh yeah, there's this motherfuckers who don't make fifty thousand a year and. It's like not even that. You if you make top, I think it was it. I think you make it was a top three or four. I think it's top four. Yeah, no, because um, because because I got the um, because I yeah, because yeah, no, because I because I'm gonna put the link. I I don't got the. There's not a full video. Like on the next podcast, I'll find that video because I know there's a full video out there. Um. That was the Ruxin video. Um, but the Pokemon one, the second one, like the just the regional champions, the first place regional, just that's regional is the okay. If you want to equivalent the regional to Yu-Gi-Oh!, the regional championship in Yu-Gi-Oh!, is like the YCS. And you and uh, the regional in Pokemon is the YCS in Yu-Gi-Oh!, then that's in. The National Yu-Gi-Oh is the NAW, the International Championship in Pokemon and Worlds is Worlds. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that you got that's the regional. That's the regional. That's how much the regional winner, depending on what region. And some regions are a little lower because of of uh, people. Like I'm telling right now, America, America, you'll get the highest pay. Um, now what what it is is there's no more. Um, I know there's I know there's no more um I know for international champions as of now there's no Oceania um international championships only three this year. Okay. I do I do know for and I do know for Pokemon, unless the stores want to give out cash, league cups are mostly just points. Um uh, it, it it goes it literally goes down to the individual store. Um international champions. If you win if you come in first place, you get twenty five thousand. Second place gets fifteen thousand. International champion top. Well, if, if you get top four, you guarantee ten. If you get top sixty four at an international championship, you're guaranteed two thousand dollars. Top sixty four. Plus, you get a box of cards. It's thirty six packs, but it's a box. Like first, like top top eight. At an international championship, get six boxes worth of cards, of packs. Hmm. Six. Yeah, 216. Yeah, yeah, 216. Six. Uh, nine, six, top 16, you get 144. Top 32, you get 72. Top 64. Junior Sears in top 64 because there's not enough. There's no money. But Masters, that's, and Masters is pretty much anybody over, I think, 16, 17. Um. Yep. Because yeah, and 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 that's the, the, I was looking at the Charizard EX prices, the illustration rare, the hyper rare, the double rare. Yeah, all, 
value dropped. Yeah. Yeah. They all dropped. And it's like, it's like, it's like they all, I mean, I pull up, I, I, I think I never, I never bought them off this website. I, I literally pulled mine out of packs. That's me. I feel good. That's me. That's free money. That's free. That is free. That's the good thing. That is free money. Anytime I want to sell it, I was like, nigga, that, that's thirty-three dollars going in my pocket. Like, no bullshit. Like, I know, like, boom. You know, because in regional championships, after top thirty-two, you don't get any of the money, but you get you get a half a box of packs or whatever. But yeah, um, the league cup, you get twelve. I think, I think, I think if you win, you get like. I think it, it and it depends on the store too because I know one store in New York, if you win, they give you two boxes. I think if you're second, you get okay. This is what it was. A store in New York says if you win the League Cup, you get two boxes. Second place gets one, and third or fourth place get half. A, I think it's half a box. It might be. It, it depends on how many people if. The more people there is, if there's a top eight cut, I think mm-hmm. it's, I think it's half of that. I think is, I think is instead of, instead of eighteen packs, I think you get nine each. I think top eight because what they they split it in a way where everyone like they did they just crack open boxes. That's me. Like say if I get first place, I might get I might get four boxes that I might have to put in the suitcase or tell them. Is it, is it a possible way you can mail it to me? Because I, I don't feel comfortable walking through New York with all this product. You know, motherfucker might, you know, pull up on a, you know, New York and niggas. The black, you don't trust black no, people. No, 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 not even the black people, Dominican. I don't trust the Dominicans more than the black people. I see, I see a nigga come out running. It's the Dominican. Them motherfuckers just stab you and don't, and, and don't ask no motherfucking questions. Oh, they put they Puerto Rican too. No offense, both of y'all look the same. When I see a m- motherfucker in a hoodie pull up on a goddamn scooter with a um with a Draco, Mm-mm. I I do not want my story being like I got I got popped by a nigga on Draco. Quarter Jadis is playing Lee. She's playing Diana. Dirty Diana. Oh, Valorant is down. That's why people are playing Lee. Yeah. Damn girl, she like she needs to get my whole fucking fist in her butt. You stupid. I need I need to be putting my tongue in that hole trying to see what that shit tastes like. That shit probably yeah. tastes like Taco Bell. You, you stupid. I'm just saying, man. That shit probably tastes good. You're a nasty man. 50, yeah. Again, top 32 of our world gives you $5,000. Oh, that, and then people, some people are like, oh, that's not a lot. I was like, first of all, as a Yu-Gi-Oh player, nigga, what? You that, that, that probably pays for your best deck for like two years. No, I'm telling you right now, you, you can buy, you can buy, you can max rarity out your deck and still have three solid dollars left. Because the thing is, too, these cars, these cars rotate through decks. All I gotta do is buy four golden ultra balls that are like $50 each, that's $20. But guess what? I can use that in every fucking deck. I get all I do is change the sleeve, and that's it. It's not like you know what I'm saying. I could, I could, I could max rarity out every fucking deck. It probably still have twenty five hundred to two thousand dollars left. It, it's like, oh, but you me about the money. I'm not saying about the money, but I'm saying, like, like it's like, like I said after this, after this weekend, you won't catch me playing Guaranteed Lost Box at locals ever again. 
I realized it, 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 it's only meant for tournaments where I could I could I could two shot an opponent because that's the fucking thing. I can't go to the locals and I, I gotta play against a, a deck that's like like this small Pokemon. But yeah, that's the and that's the thing with a city of flames. Was I surprised the charge dropped? No. Was I surprised by how fast he dropped? Yes. But the issue is too the and, and I'm I'm part of the community too. I said the deck was good, but motherfuckers had a tier one. I said it depends. I I said if Giratina had a problem with it, it would lose. But Giratina was more consistent. I said Mew was the bigger issue. I I said Charizard was the bigger issue for me. Why? I was like, why is that? But Gardevoir is do lose two prizes. Because the prize trade, always remember in Pokemon, there's a prize trade. Remember, there's a prize trade. If you knock out a Pokemon, I'm going to take two prize cards. And I knock out one of your Pokemon, I take two prize cards. We're on the even uh, even um, play, playing field. But if if I knock out one of your Pokemon and you take three of my prize cards, and, and uh, no, I take three. I, I take three of my prize cards, and you come back, but you can't knock me out because you don't have enough damage. You lose. You know what I'm saying? That's the mm-hmm. thing of Pokemon. Because God of War could get knocked out. All you gotta do is evolve, super ride it back to your deck. Mm-hmm. Get a like, get a freaking um, get a um, what you gonna call it? Oh, sorry, everyone. I'll just, I'll just. Listening, I was just going through some stuff. With, I was looking at Pokemon stuff real quickly. Pretty much, what you gotta do is you go, you super ride it back into your deck, you draw off cards. You, if you can get to a rare candy into the second Gardevoir, mm-hmm. boom, boom. Now you got that going. You can use Shining Arcana, get two cards into your hand, draw, draw, draw until you get to that Gardevoir again, and then boom. Or you can just Iona all the deck cards in your hand, draw four. Draw three, get to that guard war, evolve it if it's a curlier, rare candy if it's a Ralt, and then you're back in back in business. Charizard is when it gets knocked out, it gets knocked the fuck out. But Mew's even worse because Mew, when I knock out Mew V Max, that's three prize cards. All I need to do now is get one more attacker and a boss's order, and you're done. Because you're gonna put up a Pokemon, you're, you're gonna put up your Mew V Max to try to knock out my Pokemon. Because he got damn. All right, cool. I knock out your Pokemon. I get two prize cards. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, he doesn't have another Charizard. I go Rare Candy Charizard. You're done. Because he doesn't even need the prize Pokemon. card. <laughs> uh, have you seen LS versus Jack drama? I have. Oh not. yeah, I, I saw a little bit of that. The, recent, oh. the only recent drama that I've seen from LS is that whole TF Blade drama, and that. I couldn't sit here and explain that shit to you guys. That's just so much. Yeah, it's like because I yeah because I because at this local I didn't realize the guy just messaged me and everybody else. He was it because um, there was a money prize. That's me. I ended up getting fifty dollars store credit because what it was is if you opted for store credit, you would get store if you would get store credit. Now nah, he would. I think he would give you the value amount of packs as well, extra. He do too. I'm the only one that goes to that store. I was like, yeah, fuck, I, I take the store credit. He gave me extra. I was like, why he give me extra? Because store credit, because the way store credit is, is adjustable. I was like, oh, okay, so it's some weird shit. I don't know. E- either way, I, I felt good. But yeah, fuck it. Um, the make on fire though. No, I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying they're not the, uh, not fire WD. I'm saying I don't want to be walking through New York with all this 
you know, high value shit that the motherfucker pull up on me and round my bitch ass. Like that's gonna suck. Damn. All all that all that work I just done and I got my motherfucker go steal, steal rob me on Pokemon cards. Nigga, ain't no v, VVS on watch. Motherfucker really gonna rob me of some fucking Pokemon cards just because niggas. That's it. That's all I gotta say. If they look for if they look like Kaisenet, run. Yeah, or cheap key. <laughs> if you see more, if you see a Dominican in a in a two thousand dollar or more jacket right on the scooter, get the fuck inside. <laughs> also, if they look like I show speed. Oh, if, if they if, if they look like I show speed, I might call the cops on them. Fuck, <laughs> fuck a white person. I'm a, I might call the cops on them. Like, uh, we got some um, black people, you know, doing some disturbance downtown. <laughs> Nigga, fuck that. Shit, I'm 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 a, I'm a fear of my life. The fuck. Yeah. Well, guys, uh, thank you all for the support today. Uh, Mondays have been pretty fucked for the most part, but you know, I thought to myself, you know, I'll make it up for you guys today on the one-on-one episode that got messed up. To, to literally, we're gonna end it. We're gonna end it right then and there. I was gonna do the outro, and then her internet cut out, but it's fine. That's what I said. That's what I said. Man. You, you could you could have just kept it, clipped that little part out, and put then the outro and upload it as a video. Yeah. Always, always, guys, always think three steps ahead, my brother. Always think three steps ahead. Cause, but I did end up making up to you guys. We gave you a lead stream earlier. We gave you two episodes of this. We have because I know people. We have, we haven't got a chance to do this specifically for a bit, so I want to make sure we did an update on that. The Yu Gi Oh twenty twenty three Mega Ten spoiler should be either later on today or tomorrow. So keep an as eye well, on that. As well as Pokemon one five one full spoiler should be out soon. I'm gonna have a video on that. I'm excited for uh, that one. That one I'm yeah. excited for. That's whoo, that must be a banger. As we were talking about for just Yu-Gi-Oh, it's just, there's it's such a systemic issue from just Konami down to the freaking people that we are. It's uh it's just like with League too, same thing with the LCS. It's such a systemic issue to the point where one problem is like five problems, one problem is five problems, and when you combine them all, it's just a fucking shit show, man. I don't know how you fix any of this stuff, honestly. You know? Like, what do you do? You know, stores can't even make money. They're on average losing if you buy a Yu-Gi-Oh set. You know you're inherently not making money, not profit, making money buying a Yu-Gi-Oh set. People are saying they're plusing all the time. Fucking actual liars. (laughs) But to be fair, you can't be really lying when you're a single guy with no store and no overhead and no rent and utilities going with that building. So, yeah, the average single person like me could – profit off Yu-Gi-Oh because I don't have a store surrounding me you know that's a whole lot different you know anything else you want to say about Yu-Gi-Oh or Pokemon before we uh, head out actually um people with Yu-Gi-Oh you if, just just start just start choosing with your wallet like if you feel like this set is and they know the spoilers ahead of time I know the store owners do we know they do not all the cards though because some of these cards get yeah but it's mostly like they they get the description of the set before we do of like yeah. the chase cards essentially. And you know, they're able to choose if they can get the product or not, but we'll see you guys, uh, you know, later on today, I have one more stream plan for the day. And that's going to be just playing league and chilling for a bit because, you know, I want to just go and play a Ram just for a little bit and we'll see you guys later. Thank you guys. Uh, we'll see you guys later on today. Have a great night.
Enjoy this on the replay. Remember, guys, the Ironman podcast is coming to podcasting platforms very, very soon. Just keep that in mind. I want to make sure to get the show out there to every single person now. And like I said, this on um, the league podcast, the league show, the league stream I did earlier, um, I want to get the, the initial goal of the show is to get a 300 episodes. And I tallied up the numbers from the shows that I've had over the years. The Real Takedown, I canceled that one. Iron, the Nightwing Podcast, Yu-Gi-Oh, Batman, those four right there. We should be yeah. at like more than 500 episodes at this point. So, you know. But, you know, it's, it's going to take, take some time. And that's fine, honestly. You know? But I feel like at this point, we should be at a much bigger number given the years I've had since COVID to really build this kind of thing up. But, you know, I had to kind of restart, restart because I didn't like the way certain things went and I had it where I wanted to. And then YouTube came in and just struck me down like Zeus with lightning, you know? Um, but yeah, that's the initial goal of the show, 300 episodes. And then after that, trying to hit that 500 mark very soon, you know? Uh, but yeah, man, he's got, you got more content coming out soon. So hopefully you'll be able yeah. to drop that and we'll see you guys later. Peace.